2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 6 through 12. Now we command you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness and not in accord with the tradition you received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us, because we were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it, but with toil and labor we worked night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you. It was not because we do not have that right, but to give you in ourselves an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we would give you this command, If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now, such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, we were, this is funny. We were just joking before we started because yesterday we were like, man, Paul, just so encouraging. So warm. It's all just <laughs> he was, red roses and, he, and bumblebees <laughs> in this pasture. And nope. Today, today he's like, I got one more thought for you. Yeah. <laughs> Get your lazy hiney out the door to work. Yeah. that It, it is funny. It's one of these like left turns. Um, back into a real pragmatic outworking of the gospel, which is do not sit around and be a busybody, but be a busy worker, you know? And, and, um, you know, I think we live in a culture where, um, in some ways that are helpful, uh, busyness is really loudly condemned all the time. And, and I do think that, uh, we can idolize work. We often idolize work and sort of this feeling of being busy and not sitting at Jesus's feet per Mary's example uh, in the famous like Mary and Martha story. But I do think that we can go too far um, where the Christian life is, is not a very productive, proactive one, but it's more of this like wax philosophical um, you know, let's just talk about the love of God and the steadfastness of Christ as he talks about in yesterday's passage. But Paul's saying the the practical outworking of that mm-hmm. and of the whole letter, like if there's this man of lawlessness, if there's this final day that's coming when we will be gathered uh, to Jesus, then that means we've got limited time to make the best use of. So we should be busy to make the best use of it. That's right. And I think that's key. So, yeah, Thomas, what are, what are your thoughts on on this warning against idleness? Well, you know, in Thessalonica, apparently this was like a thing with with the church because he addresses it in his first letter mm. to them in, in chapter 4 and chapter 5. And so it must have gotten worse. Like yeah. there must have been like yeah. a, an increase in idleness. And um, <clears throat> we don't know exactly why. Like where he's not, he doesn't go into like, uh, you know, the backstory of all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it could be that, uh, there's a couple of theories. One could be that they were like, well, the return of Christ has already happened. So like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Um, now it could be that maybe that's like the super spiritual thing that's yeah. happening. Um, but there was also this idea where folks who were poor would attach themselves to wealthy Romans. Mm. 
and they would work for them kind of like a personal shopper or assistant or whatever, but there were all kinds of strings attached. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so if that was the case, what you have is like this adopting of the Roman ideology and the Roman culture, the selling out to Christ. Um, it was like an easy way to make a living. Yeah. And it could be that that is kind of the busybody idleness that he's talking about. But mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> either way, like they're, uh, they're one, a drain on society, and Christians are not called to be a drain on society. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're, we're cultivators of the garden, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so we're trying to bring life. Mm -hmm. um, going back to the Genesis command, bring life. And so idleness doesn't bring life. Yeah. And so he's, he's really challenging them to an overall biblical theme. Mm -hmm. And that is, hey, the Lord, you brought death in the beginning, but God and his redemptive work in Christ has made you a first fruit. That's life. Absolutely. And we are to bring life. And if you're just like self-absorbed and lazy and whatever, you're not bringing life. Yeah. So he's really calling them, them back to an original idea in the Bible that was re- um, reinformed through Christ and the call of the new Testament Christian to, to be life bearers and not like life takers. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and he gives some real discipline there, some stuff that we don't necessarily, um, really kind of shy away from. These are kind of some of the scrappier verses I would say, um, but like have nothing to do with them. Mm -hmm. Um, those kinds of things. It's like, Hey, there's some church discipline involved in somebody who's not bringing life, but they're sucking away life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, uh, we, we were talking about this passage in, in teaching meeting, and I think it's easy to like exonerate ourselves from this because it's like, you know, most of us either we have jobs or we're staying at home, like homemaking and raising families and either way. We would all say we're busy. Yeah. I was about to say, I, uh, there, there are very few, if any of us who would say like, oh no, I've just been doing nothing. Just kind of, you know, sucking at the dregs of society, getting what I can. Yeah. Like we, you know, I think we all would say we're busy. We got a lot going on, but I think the, the nuance here that's really important is that, uh, what are you busy with? Like, is it redemptive? Yeah. Is it productive? Or are you just busy, you know? And, and I kind of like that busybodies uh, language that Paul uses because um, maybe these Thessalonians would have felt like they were, you know, kind of busy in the affairs of the church or whatever. Um, sure. But that there's a type of work. It's not just be, hey, go be busy for the sake of being busy, uh, but go do redemptive things that bring life into economies, that bring uh, sustenance into your church community and ultimately uh, work that furthers the kingdom of God and the knowledge of the gospel. And that's convicting to me because it, it poses this question in my mind of, I know I've been busy for the past, like however long I can remember, but have I been busy with things that actually matter um, and that actually advance the kingdom of God? Yeah. And to go back to yesterday's concluding verse, may the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God, to the steadfastness of Christ. When I, when I look to Christ um, and I look to Jesus, when he first appeared in his earthly form, when mm -hmm. he was doing his ministry, he went to the cross. Yeah. Like, man, he was, he was so strong. Yeah. And he was, he was loving people. He was rebuking people. 
He was healing people. Like he was bringing life. Yeah, absolutely. Like wherever he went, or at least at least wanting to bring life wherever yeah. he went. Yeah. Um. And you know, you could be a you can be uh, a homemaker. You can be a business person. You can be uh, you can be retired. Um, you can be a, a high schooler, you can be a college student, and it doesn't matter the phase of life that you're in. Mm-hmm. You can be about uh, the steadfastness of Christ and the love of God, and that make you um, not idle, mm-hmm. but make you like a life bringer. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I think that's the call is like, hey, it's not like, you know, work harder, do these kinds of things. There is the call to like, hey, don't don't be like a leech on society. Um, but in every way, in your job, in your work, in your witness, like bring life. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it ties into uh, this theme of work that we talk about where, you know, think about what it does for the witness of the church. If we would all be uh, dynamic, productive members of the places that God has entrusted to us, mm. like when, when people who are outside the body of Christ think of people who they know are serious about following Jesus, of course we hope that they think of kindness and love and joyfulness. Mm-hmm. But then also if they think of, you know, that person gets stuff done. That person's an amazing employee. That person's yeah. the best HOA president we've ever had. Yeah. The honor of Jesus is upheld through those seemingly meaningless or or maybe not meaningless, but seemingly secular uh, sort of acts that those actually hold great potential uh, for the honor of Christ among those who are outside, currently yeah. outside of the church. So that is the end that we strive towards is Jesus' honor in all the circles where he's placed us. And for us to fulfill that, we have to be hard workers. We have to be and serious then, about the work God's put in front of us. And And I think we, in that, we have to trust that the Lord sees that. Amen. Yeah. And, and I work for an audience of one. Yeah. And I think I I like how he says in verse 12, now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living Uh, that do your work quietly part is, Hey, I'm going to trust that the Lord sees what I'm doing. Absolutely. And he will. The eyes of the Lord roam to and fro throughout the earth, looking for those whose hearts are fully devoted to him. Like he Mm -hmm. sees you. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Man, I love that. And uh, we are getting dangerously close to the end of Second Thessalonians, but we got a couple days left. Come on. So for Thomas Nelson, we're going to see you tomorrow. This is Will Carlisle. Sorry, I messed up. We'll see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404 465 1737 or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.